This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Well, like again last night, so we watched uh, we watched uh, Jury Duty, and then we watched an episode of Abbott Elementary. There's only one season of Abbott. I thought there were two. There's two. Yeah, there's two. I can't. I couldn't find the second season. I think they only have. One. Are you watching it on HBO? I believe it's Max. I think it's one season. They only have one yeah. up right now. Oh, so Max. Hulu, okay. Both seasons are there, or your okay. ABC app. Yeah. All right, because I, I we've only got one episode left of uh, of the first season, so then I'll move over to Hulu and watch the second. Because I thought there were two seasons. There are, and it things ramp up in season two. I won't spoil it, but it's it's a good season and and <laughs> a really good sophomore season too. They did not have that sophomore slump that you often see with shows where like they come out of the gate, you know roaring and then you're like oh this isn't as good as it was they did a good job in season two there are so many people on that show that remind me of people that i grew up around like my friends mothers people like that like the the principal of the school yes she reminds me of a friend of mine's mother because literally except for my friend's mother talks so fast you could not understand a damn word she was saying Y'all want to come down here and say, mess around with me. Don't, don't do it again. It's like, what the hell are you so, saying? That's a principle sometimes. Like, I have to put in the subtitle sometimes because she talks, <laughs> and I talk fast, too. So I'm always like, what did she? But it is funny. Abbott Elementary is one of those ones. <laughs> Love it. You should rewatch. It's kind of like yeah, The Office where you show. go, there's a lot of little jokes you could miss. Oh, yeah. And if you throw the subtitles on, you will die because you'll go, oh, that's that's hilarious. I think it's a very East Coast uh, pattern of speech. I mean, they're Philadelphia, but I yeah. find that people yep. on the East Coast talk very fast. And I've had to slow down even my own speech pattern just mm-hmm. growing up because I would talk like this naturally of the conversation. And people are like, what are you saying? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Relatable. Relatable. I, I really think it's an East Coast thing because here on the West Coast, people yeah. talk so slow. And in my head, sometimes I'm listening to a conversation and I'm like, oh my gosh, hurry it up. Get to the point. <laughs> Who's the handsome young black teacher? Oh. The guy. Oh, oh um, so. Tyler. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, what is his full name? He's so good. You know what I love about he his He was character? originally the kid in um, Chris Rock's sitcom. Yeah, Tyler right. James Williams. Or Tyler, Ty- Tyler James Williams. That's who it yeah. is? Yeah. I love that every time he hits a bump in the road, and you have to pay attention because once in a while he just kind of whispers it. Yeah. Because something will happen, he goes, Am I, it's because I'm black. Or like everybody in the school's black, you dope. He'll just say something very <laughs> funny under his breath. I know that show. It's I'm, very funny. I think if you're gonna rewatch that show, that's definitely a good one because yeah. you, you've missed so much. Was it Kinta? What's Kinta's last name? Kinta so, Brunson. Kinta Brunson. She is terrific on that show too. So good. And for people that don't know, she is the creator and writer, yeah. head writer yep. on the show. So she's unbelievable. Has become a superstar. Totally deserves it. And. Uh, I just love what they're doing with the show. Lisa yep. Ann Walters, fantastic. Yep. She's another one. Is that the redhead? Um, yeah, and people will recognize her from. Kinda reminds me of somebody. Who? Oh, who? <laughs> God, who else do we know that has red hair and has an attitude? Oh, that's right, <laughs> Catherine Brandt. That's who it is. <laughs> KB One. <laughs> KB One. She's got an attitude. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Lisa God. Ann Walter's fantastic. And I, genuinely, and I think I've said this before, this cast genuinely likes working with each other. And it shows. Yeah. You'll yep. see them at award shows, and they're all together as a group. They're all attending as a group. That is, I will tell you, that is very rare when people actually all get along. The 12th episode, the superintendent of schools hates the principal at, at, a, at Abbott Elementary. 
So he comes, and, and they have to do a deal every, like, do we deserve more money coming into school or whatever? And I can't remember his name, but the superintendent of schools, he sits there, he listens to everybody talk about they need money for this, money for this, money for this, and he gets up and goes, okay, well, that's going to wrap up the meeting. Uh, uh, I ain't giving you anything. And walks out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of North High School. It's I'm just telling so you. It's so funny. It's a very funny show. Yeah, so, yeah, I got, so well done. I got one more episode, then I'm going into season two of that. I got uh, six more episodes of Jury Duty, because it's eight episodes, right? Yes. Okay, so I got six more to go there. And Catherine likes it, too. She, she likes Jury Duty a lot. She also likes the good place. She's got good taste. Oh, the good place. I gotta. I'm having such. <laughs> you just a pro- have a Ted Danson issue. I'm just I never do. gonna let you let that go with you because you were like, "She's away. I've got to finish it. I can't get through an episode." Oh God, it's just ever since he he wore blackface to hang out with Whoopi Goldberg. I'm like, oh, I don't even think God. you got to the twist. You did not even get to the twist of the good place, so Ish. you don't no, even I didn't. understand the premise of the show. Okay, all right. Is he punished somehow? <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I used to really like him. I thought he was terrific on the on the bar one. Uh, cheers. 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 Uh, he was terrific on there. And after that, he's been okay. Sam Malone. Sam I mean, Malone, that, I mean yeah. that cast, though. I mean, that's an iconic show, oh, too. Oh, God. And I think what's even more iconic about Cheers, I don't know if people remember this, but when they did the C, uh, series finale, and I think it was 1993, if I'm correct, um, they had a live special with Jay Leno, but they drank the whole time. Oh, God. By the time they got to the live special, everyone was like completely tanked and could barely hold it together. And there's Jay, like the only sober one. And you know what that's like when you're the only sober oh, one in God. a group of drunk people. It was a hot mess. I could see that. You know what we should do, Brittany? Mm-hmm. We'll have to take one for the team. What's that? But we'll get everybody in studio, and we'll all start drinking and see who gets arrested first. Wait. So wait. In this scenario, you and I are drinking as well? Yes. Okay. Well, so we know who's can I be get the only first. sober one in the room? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first one passed out after like a drink and a half. Yeah, so. there you go. There you and go. I don't mean to be rude, but I feel like a thimble would get you drunk. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, you don't seem to be a big drinker. You don't have a big drinker. I am drinker not attitude. a big drinker, and I have to be like, if I go out for dinner and have a drink, I have to drink, finish the drink really early, eat the entire meal, wait a bit, and then drive home. So, like heroin, you do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd throw it out there. What? Well, listen, she does the heroin no, very no, no, no. early, <laughs> and then, <laughs> day, meal, yes, and then yes. she drives home. Exactly. It's by the time it she goes to really bed. It's a long time. I have to make it a really long evening if I have a glass of alcohol. It's, it's like a th- heroin's like a three day weekend thing. Yeah. So. Oh, is it? Oh well, I have one coming up ahead. Perfect. <laughs> well, that's right. Fine. We got a, we got a three day weekend this week. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm going to see Shania Twain. <gasps> I love her. God, she's good. <laughs> she's really good. We had a Shania Twain day yesterday, Kristen. Wow. I missed it. Yes. yes. Everything was just Shania Twain quotes left and right. And, like, that's why Rudy's eyes just got huge. Like, no, don't bring up Shania again. He just got yeah, PTSD I, from our whole day yesterday. No, no, no. I love her so much. Complete opposite. I'm a big fan. Are you, I love you, it. Yeah. I love that we both screwed up. Whose bed have your boots been under? We both yeah. s- messed that one up. Well, I was going to drop the, oh, you're going to see Shania Twain? That, that don't, don't impress, impress me, me much. much. Yeah. 
What yeah, the she's hell? playing at the Hollywood Bowl, so it's oh, perfect oh, that'd venue. Be good. You think okay, you're good. Kristen Burt? That don't impress me. <laughs> and by the way, let me close with this. That's not what she said. She actually said, whose boots are your bed under? I, we both, me and Rudy mm-hmm. both screwed That's right, that up. you both screwed that up. I <laughs> incepted Rudy with the wrong words. And then we both go, who boots have your bed been under? And then we both go, like, what? Yeah. Somebody's walking around on your bed with their boots on. It's a nice touch. All right, sister, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll wrap it up before a three day weekend for everybody. Sounds good. Thank you, dear. Got Chris Eggert coming up in just about uh, 20 minutes from now, somewhere in there, 15, 20 minutes. I really like him. I've been watching him uh, when I get up in the morning. He's on. I think it's 5.30 is when he first comes on, I think. He's so serious when he's doing the news. I'm doing the news, and I'm very serious about it, you damn it. call me Mr. Eggert. Well, I do that anyway. Yeah, that's true. You know, you've got to get that cooking, no question about it. But, yeah, he will join us in a few minutes. I guess about 15, 20, somewhere in there. This might be the most uh, petty but brilliant way you could get back at someone. A woman in the U.K. is going viral after she caught her boyfriend cheating got back at him by hiding smelly food in his apartment. Uh, there's a video where she opens up the curtain rods above one of his windows, stuffs a bunch of shrimp in there. Oh, God, that's got to smell Oh, good. in the curtain rod? You know, I, I once had a, a friend, well, two friends, actually, and my friend on one side just bought a new car. Yeah. And the other, thought it was fun, well, the other guy thought it was funny to hide, like, seafood under his seat. Yeah. Well, apparently it didn't smell at first, but by the time he did <gasps> smell it, it was rotting so bad, no! it, it literally destroyed the interior of his car. No! He, he had to pull it all out because it all smelled horrible. I have a real problem with, like, mold. Like, mold really gets to me. Um, your wife, your precious, darling, amazing wife, told me she left salmon in the trunk of her car. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And it literally made me dry heave <laughs> for 20 minutes. It just reeks. Uh, oh, God, it stinks. Uh, Unbelie- unbelievable, man. Yeah, unbelievable. By wow. the way, the same guy who thought it was funny to put uh, shrimp and lobster under somebody's driver's Which seat. Is not a fun, he did. flirty prank. Not you know, a fan. You know what else he used to do when we used to go golfing together? Huh. And I don't know where he printed these up, but they looked beautiful. It was a piece of paper that looked exactly like a Minnesota license plate Mm -hmm. for your car. Yeah. Except on every one of them, it said, I'm drunk. Oh, God. (laughs) Why would you do that? So he'd put it over, like, your license? Yeah, so it looked like the real license plate. So he would say, I'm drunk. It's like, why would you do that to people? Could you Uh, imagine getting pulled over and being so confused? Well, because most guys leaving golf courses probably are drunk. That's so. probably a good point. I'm sure they're not driving, though. They're taking taxis. I'm sure of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure back in the day, especially. You'd actually know the person I'm talking about, too, but I'm not going to tell you on the air who it is. All right. I'm fine with that. What could you say instead? I, I don't like saying, I'm not going to tell you on digital who it is. That on the air thing on is, air, because we're on air. Are we? If we had a little light, it would go on air. Would it? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, there's air. I mean, there's. Oh. Well, we're on cords. <laughs> we're on. Hey, we're on cords. We're yes. on. There's airwaves, right? Yeah. I don't actually know how science you know works what? at all. We'll do it this way. Much like the woman in front of Tom last night, we're on your phone all the time. Oh, no. I bet you loved that. Oh, mm-hmm. God, did that piss me off.
Getting back to pranks, it's so different when men prank men when uh, differently than women prank women, right? We don't prank each other. That's the thing. Like no. a woman will prank somebody and be like, "I gave Anne Riesling when she wanted Sauvignon Blanc." Yeah, boy, that's hilarious. There no, we don't. Hilarious. It's not even. We don't. We're not even that. We have no. We have no time for that. My friends pulled a prank where they pretended to kidnap me. Gee, they, what? They, Did you believe it? Yes. Okay. It was it was so well done that they literally tried to tie me up and throw me in a car and and kidnap me. Where was this? It was up in Hibbing, Minnesota. A friend of mine was like, "Hey, I got to go buy some weed. Can you drop me off?" And I'm like, "Sure." So I, I we pull into this parking lot and he's waiting and we see a car pull up around this building and he's like, "I'll be right back." And he walks out and he walks around the building and then all of a sudden 10 seconds later, I see this car come screeching out from behind the building. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And I pull up to the building and I look behind it and there's my friend laying on the ground. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, oh my God. So I get out and I go to help him. And as I'm helping him up, three dudes in ski masks tackle me and start to put my hands behind my back. They go to my car. They try to get the trunk open. I wiggle out and take off running. And I go to a friend's house, call the police. No. Yes, absolutely. Somebody tried to kidnap me. Uh, this is all happening. Meanwhile, the cops show up. A friend of mine comes knocking on our other friend's door, whose house I went to, and was like, oh, my God, dude, that was a prank. I'm like, well, the cops are on their way. Jesus. The cops show up, and uh, they have this whole thing like, hey, man. So luckily we didn't get cited for it. At least those guys didn't get cited for it. But I, that was the most trauma. Because in the moment you're like, yes. ah, that was really funny. No, I would not. Nightmares for months. I it would not. Go away. Yeah. You had PTSD <laughs> yes. in your real life. Yeah. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please. Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number 952-395-4346 for their office or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been going on a rampage myself, but Quentin Rampage Jackson, how you doing, sir? I'm fine. How you doing? I'm doing extremely well. Action thriller Mojave Diamonds available on demand, digital and DVD on May 30th, just five days from now on Lionsgate. So, Quentin, how have you been doing? Everything good? Everything's great. How's everything going for you? Oh, not, never better. We just kind of, we go along having a magnificent time. I mean, I'm not going to star in an action thriller, Mojave Diamond, so I want to I hear all about this, Quentin. Oh, what, you, what you want to hear is a, is a great film. Yeah, that's all I want to hear is what the film's all about, how you got involved in it. Uh, uh, is it something we can look forward to? You, how, many, uh, how many appearances? Uh, you, I mean, you're going to do a lot of movies now? Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing a lot of movies here and there over the right, years. Um, right. Mojave Diamonds was a uh, it, it was a great film. The dude that got me and um, Cap was on here and Shell Sun and two other MMA fighters in there, and I got to work with uh, Nicholas Cage, son West Popa. It was um, you know it was it was a good film. They had me. Um, I don't want to give out too much, but they had me as a bad dude. You know, I don't get a chance to play too many bad guys. <laughs> well, I got to be honest with you, Quentin. Um, with the tone of your voice and looking at your picture right now, I think they go together rather well. Because if I if I pick up my phone, I go, "Hello, yeah, Tom, it's Quentin." I'd go, "What do you need, Quentin?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he starts laughing. Quentin, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> I think that's terrific. So, did you? Uh, now, where did you grow up? First of all. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, you're from Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Did you always know you wanted to become what you are? You wanted to become Rampage Jackson. How how early in life did it strike you that this is what I want to do? Well, um, I grew up a big pro wrestling fan. Right. Uh, I thought I was going to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. And did you ever do that? Did you? And as far as that's concerned, it worked out? I wanted to... I went to MMA first. I started wrestling in mm-hmm. high school because I thought it was pro wrestling. And then um, it took me down a path of uh, MMA. And that was how many years ago? Do you remember, Quentin? I started wrestling when I was 17. Okay, and then MMA at what age? Uh, 21. Yeah, the reason I ask you that because so many young men that I know now are getting into uh, you know, they learn wrestling moves and all the rest of it. But MMA has become a huge sport. Uh, and it's kind of, it, Quentin, do you agree that it's kind of taken boxing right out of the picture? Well, it, it did take boxing out of the picture for a while, but I, I feel like boxing is kind of making it like a comeback slowly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it just... Although I got to be honest with you, Quentin, the last fight I watched was a guy named Mike Tyson fighting another guy 
who lasted 46 seconds. And I think, I think Mike Tyson might have had a lot to do with, with boxing going away for a while because nobody could come near beating him for God's sake. There's a lot of guys who wish they could last 46 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, 46 seconds is a long time, guys. Yeah. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a, hey, exactly. It would seem an eternity. Oh, it would seem like an eternity if, you, if Mike Tyson was coming after you. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, one time I, I interviewed Mike Tyson many years ago on a, on a show I used to do, Quentin, and he was very, very pleasant all the rest of it. But I joked around with him a little bit. And it's interesting, joking around with Mike Tyson, you get this. So, like, you would say something to me, and I'd be Mike Tyson. You go, yeah, well, then blah, 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 blah. There'd be a long pause, and then he'd go, yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> you, know, you know you're in trouble when the snake on the space turns red. Yeah, exactly. Mm, when the point. snake starts moving, you got some problems. So, uh, Mojave Dime is going to be, it's available on demand, so uh, you can get it uh, on May 30th which is five days away. What should people look for in Mojave Diamonds? How does it start? I don't want to know how it ends. I just want to know how it starts. What's the premise? Well, um, you know, the premise is like, you know, that classic film where it shows like what people will do for family. You know, like, um, I don't want to give away too much, but, you know. No, sure. His family uh, is, you know, is, gets in trouble. And uh, you got to take care of business. And this shows how far a man will go to save his family. That is a wonderful thing, Quentin. I know you're out of time, but I'm going to someday call you up and ask you to record something for me from my telephone. And I, all I want you to say is, don't make me come over there. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin, thank you so much for your time today, sir. Great talking to you. Have a good day. You too. Quentin Rampage Jackson. There is a guy I can guarantee you has not liked his first few interviews. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when we started, I was like, this guy does not want to be here. He does not want to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, growing up in Memphis, I think you kind of. That, that's that's a, sort of an instinct. Yeah. You kind of have a wall up, you're saying? Uh, to be fair, he's also been punched in the head like yeah. 10,000 oh, yeah. times. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he'd prefer that to doing radio. <laughs> Holy buckets. How would you like to, your phone phone dings and you go, hey, hello, how you doing? Yeah, man, I heard you owe me money. How would you like to hear that on your phone? That'd be great, wouldn't Not it? Not ideal. Well, luckily, I know that I could get out of that call quickly because I would just ask him a question and he would yeah. be gone. <laughs> exactly. Richard Pryor still had the best line of all time. Hmm. You're lucky I'm a Christian man. I'd be down there kicking in your ass. <laughs> One of the great. I thought Quentin was a great guy. See, yeah, I, when I, I first heard him, I went, uh-oh, somebody really pissed him off I by know. being a smartass this morning. I can mm-hmm. tell. Well, have you ever been to Memphis? Oh, yeah. I've yeah, been to Memphis. It's an angry city. Oh, is it ever? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example of how angry that city is. Hmm? I'm filling up the car because we're going down to, what is it? I think it's uh, Interstate 11. I think it's just south of, south of there. Or it, it leads to Interstate 11, I think is a better way to put it. But uh, I literally am filling up the car. And this guy walks over and he goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He goes, you ain't supposed to be here. 
Well, it's like the blackest city in America. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And there are parts of it are, that are great, and other parts, you don't want to go mess with those people. Sure. I'm just, by those people, I'm talking about the people who live there. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, they give you a look like, what the hell are you doing filling up your car? Are you taking our gas? <laughs> well, I am paying for it, but, you know, I just... No, I thought I thought Quentin ended up being a great guest. I yeah. thought at the beginning was going to be a bitch, man. You got it. You got around to him, but man, that was a painful at the beginning. And <laughs> and like it's that kind of thing that when he doesn't want, he doesn't even want to acknowledge or answer anything with more than one word. And then when he finally, at first, he was like, "I'm not going to open my mouth fully uh, to tell you anything." And you got to him where you guys finally started having actual conversations, and you made him laugh. He was great. But at the beginning, I was like, "I know this guy." Like, oh, oh, somebody really pissed him I off. Know. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "You, we're not forcing you to do this, sir." Like. Yeah, but can you imagine what a pain in the ass that is to come on and try to do something and everybody's being an a-hole about it? Yeah, I, I, I know. I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine as I look at you both. Oh, a-holes? <laughs> you mean the three of them? What do you mean both? Who got left out? Uh, Gelfan got left out. Oh, Jesus. Hell, <laughs> Hey, I, you know. I'm, here we go. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not a lover either. You're there just, you go. Just a man. <laughs> you know that every show from now on when I start, we're going to start the show, and Brittany's going to talk to me, and I'm going to go, matter with you. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to stop. No. You're away. No. No, no, no. Forget it. I ain't doing that. And I'll go, well, this feels like home. I thought I was Tony <laughs> Joe White there for a second. Some of y'all never been down south too much. Oaks I love that song. Oh, it's a great song. It is a magnificent song. But no, I was very, very happy. I thought those guests did a really great job. I love the fact that I've been in long enough to recognize, yeah, this guy's already pissed off. Let's not piss him off anymore. No. You don't make somebody's name a rampage. Or, or they're, they're, rampage. They're promoting something called rampage angry. Oh. On, the, on the other hand, I mean, it's almost your brand. Yeah. Angry yeah. people. No, you're right. Because what do we think about when we think about some of the great guests that you've had over the last That's 40 true. years? That is very, very it's, true. It's the ones who were pissed off, the Shirley MacLaine's. God, was she pissed off. <laughs> what? Himalayan humor. <laughs> who did she say that to you? I, she might have. The, oh, such Himalayan humor. I think humor. she did. I said something, and then, yeah. <laughs> then she accused me of being a Himalayan humorist. <laughs> she did. I remember that. Yeah, she was not friendly at all. Who was the biggest prick, though, of all time? Well, it had to be, uh, what's his Rich name? Rich Hall? Well, Rich Hall, he was right up there, the guy pretending to read the newspaper. Yeah, so he, wouldn't he wouldn't talk to us at all. He wouldn't talk to us, yeah. Not on the radio. He's and doing it, a radio interview. He wouldn't talk to us. Well, you know, and there was that okay. tense, like, five minutes when he was sitting in Studio B yeah. before we got on the air. Oh, I remember, yeah. yeah that, and then he sat down. The meeting, he put the, a screen up between himself and the rest of us by pretending to read the paper, but he was reading the want ads upside down. Yeah, he was. No, you're right. They were upside down, too. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely right. We got to take, take a break here. And I, I, as we come back from just a couple of minute break, I, I want to throw this at you because uh, there's, there's, I'm just going from the top left to right. There's a picture of me, then there's a picture of Brittany, there's a picture of Rudy. Uh, bottom level, there's a picture of Judd, there's a picture of Mike Gelfand. Now, who are those five people? Uh, one says Tom, one says Brittany, one says Rudy, and one says Mike Gelfand. And then the final one says, the twins won a game. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Judd, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, 
I still got to ask you guys a question, and it's all of Major League Baseball. I have never seen so many errors committed in my entire life. Every game's got three, four, five errors. What is that? Three in one I'll inning up. the other day. Yeah, right? the other day. Yeah. The Giants committed three, and I think it, it was the third. That was a team that was very, very pleased to have won two games and said, you know what? It's a getaway day. We don't give a damn. See yeah, up, bye. yeah. Seven, seven to one loss. But you know what, Tom? At least you should be happy. At I am happy because they team finally won a bleeping game. And just a quick yep. question. How can Rich Hall be a prick? He was never that funny. No, he's never funny. He was not good at all. He was he was a raging prick. Gelfen will tell you. He was a very unpleasant Oh, man. yeah. Well, so many comics, real comics. I don't even think he's a real comic. You know. No, I agree. But because he built his fame on that Sniglets thing. Oh, remember when he got uh, the look he gave me? I said, <laughs> uh, do yourself a favor. Don't go into my neighborhood and use the name of your book because it ain't going to go well. <laughs> Sniglets? And he was, famous really? for, he was famous for one thing, Sniglets, right? Yeah, that was so it. He comes yeah. in and says, yeah. I ain't talking about Sniglets yeah. today. Yeah, he didn't want well, to talk about Sniglets. What are you going to talk about? You've got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you call your dad Robert Hall? We'll talk to him about his shoes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand that whole thing. You're coming in to promote your own show and you're a prick? I don't understand but that. But that was the thing with comics. They, they, they'd come in and immediately start basically sending out signals to people. Whatever you do, don't come to see me tonight. Oh, Daniel Tosh. Every time we had him in, he was a complete asshole. I, I don't even remember him. Never, did you ever work with him, Rudy? No, we talked about him yesterday. I did see yeah. that he has got dates coming up in September because I looked him up. Oh, in town he's, here? Uh, he's in the States. I don't know if they're going to be in town, but it looked like eventually he'll end up making his way to the Midwest. So yeah. probably early next year. And, and who's the guy whose parents were deaf? Oh, uh, you talk. Todd Gass? No, Should not I, Todd Glass? Glass. Todd Glass. Oh, yeah, that was it, right? No. I think. No? no, he's talking Craig about. Gass. Craig Gass. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's Craig Gass. Yeah. Yeah. He and I and the weirdest thing happened ever. Uh, so I'm I'm sitting in the office with with Dave, our program director. Hamblin. There's a few of us in there, and and you know, this guy, he was I I don't even where is he from? I can't remember, but. He, he's not a local guy. No, uh, no, he's out east. He's but, from out, out east. Yeah, right? I believe now he lives in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, I could, I think right. so. He grew up out east, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so his name was mentioned, probably not in a positive way, because he had a habit of like you know dominating everything he touched. No, he does, but I I really like the guy. I think he's a great guy. Oh, I I I don't know him. No, I never I knew him. No, I understand. But you know, it's just the fact that he he took over the Vegas show for like. You know, 48 hours. Oh, straight. he did. That's yeah. That is true. I he's remember. He's like that. he was supposed to be there for 40 minutes, right? That was he hilarious. would not leave. And then it was like after the show got <laughs> over, he'd say, "Well, what are we doing tonight, guys? You know, let's go bowling tonight." He's a very nice guy. So I was sitting in Dave's office, and somebody says, "Well, you know, his parents, uh, his parents are deaf." Right. And I said, "I think they're only pretending to be." No, that's his sister that's pretending to be. And I look out the I look out the door. He's walking by. Oh God. I mean, what are the odds? That's not how'd that work out? Uh, he just he just pretended he was deaf. He's a very very pleasant guy, actually. Well, I, I don't. I like I say, I I have no idea. What are you gonna do? Tom, you're so handsome. See? Now, who would love that guy? You know, he tells the truth, you know, comes on the show. Judd, what do you think? I, I think that Gelfand, I know this is going to shock you. I think it's my opinion that Gelfand, not a big people person. 
What? <laughs> I think Gelfand, not a he's big people deep, person. There's a difference offended. between you You are like, I am probably, you get annoyed. It doesn't make the person a, a bad guy. Right. But like if they don't shut up or something, we're probably on the same page about, would you just shut the bleep up? Man. As opposed to a complete jerk. Um, I'm just amazed that comedians who are trying to promote like their appearances and survive, right. I would guess, right. by that wouldn't be the nicest guys or gals. And that like I could see actors. But when, when, when you guys did the thing with Keanu Reeves and what his band was, a dog star and dog did star, the yeah. on him. The chucker. That's what, the chucker, that's one of the great. And he was great. He played along. He thought it was hilarious. He was so high, I'm sure he can't he remember it. But handled it better than anybody else. Oh, oh one other guy. Oh, really? Uh, what's his name? The Wonder Years guy. Yeah, yeah, he did it. Oh, really that's well. right, Fred. Uh, Fred yep. Savage. Savage. There you go. Fred He's Savage. so young too. His voice is cracked. Hi, everybody. <laughs> he was the, he was the best ever. You're right. You're right. He he loved the bit. He did. And he went along with it. You know, sometimes people they they want to be real hip. You know. And and so they play along too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you don't yep. want that. But but Fred Savage played it just right. And he was what like 14 at the yeah. time. Or something? Yeah, he was. Tell you what, uh, by coincidence, I talked to the Chucker yesterday. Yeah. I just talked to him because there was a, that story released, and I don't know who, I don't even know who does this, but there was a story released that I fired John Lastman. Yeah. Like, so I'm talking to Lassie last night, he's like, what is that? I mean, it, it's, where do they come up with this crap? I didn't know you had that kind of power. No, I, I didn't either. Who did the story, Tom? Um, like, I, where was know, it? it? It was on the internet. Oh, God. It was one of those I mean, deals. A lot of truth on the internet, baby. That's not really a story, Tom. That is a... Well, I know, yeah. That's, that's why know, we're that's... laughing about it. Well, I fired everybody. Everybody's ever been fired mm. from any job in America. I fired them. It's true. Is the checker going to make a comeback? That's the question. I am trying to talk him into maybe visiting us once in a while. But he lives in St. Cloud now, so it'd be kind of a bitch. Yeah, but true. I did... Uh, he That chucker bit was one of the most brilliant bits of all time. You're using all that Ryman Simon stuff. I can't follow along. I mean, that's a brilliant line. Ryman Simon stuff. <laughs> that stuff remains some, some of the best just like bits I've heard. No doubt about it, of all time. And he did those all himself. Did he really? He, he did. He wrote, he just, oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it was all ad lib or he wrote some of it well, or I don't know how he did it. Well, I don't want to give away any secrets, but there was some editing involved. <laughs> You mean of other people's material? Uh, no, no, it's the, you can hear it, the editing, but it's still good. Well, Judd and I respect that because we yeah. know the toughest part about uh, writing a story is is the editing, right? Yeah, sure. Is our, yeah. our editing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you have to put things together at, at the end, but still, the thing about the chucker that I always loved was that took balls. No, like, it, you're right. Like what he was doing, right. I don't care if it's on the phone or not. When you have a book time with a quote unquote celebrity and you pull that and and make it work a lot, that takes a lot of cajones. I couldn't agree more. Well, yeah, but what would take really more balls would be if you're if you're interviewing a let's say a Saudi high official. Then you get murdered? Yeah, well, yeah. That would not be good. That's, that's when they love you to pieces. Yeah, it is. I yeah. do have to mention this because I adored this woman. Only met her a couple of times, and that was a long time ago. Tina Turner has died at 83 years old, unfortunately. What a talent and what a sweetheart of a human being. 
She was a very, very nice person. I don't think I would have wanted to fight her, though. Do you ever see her legs? Oh, my God, they're crazy. <laughs> she could throw a punch, man, with those legs. I'm telling you. <laughs> she, she, had to be, she had to be able to, considering who she was married That's to. That's true. Oh. Ike was not very friendly. Ike guy. could throw a punch, too. Oh, God. What was Ike's most famous line? Oh yeah, what was that again? Well, all I remember is he was he was asked about about whether he had he had punched her or beaten her yeah, or something. Yeah, right. And you don't remember the line? No. Cuz you can do it much better than I could. But what he said was, and it's not funny in today's context at all. No. But but it was well, I mean, it only made you like respect, well, I wouldn't say respect her, but sympathize with her more. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, you know, I don't hit her any more than no normal man. Well, that's right. I don't hit her any more than any normal man. She said, yeah, I don't hit her, but I didn't hit her more than the average guy beats his wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I wouldn't even know what the average would be, yeah, I, would uh, you? I'd say none, but I oh. I don't know. I can prove that I've never hit Catherine. Because you're still alive? You're still, that's exactly <laughs> the answer Because you weren't right hit there. with a frying pan while you were sleeping. <laughs> hey, I'm still alive, baby. <laughs> Wouldn't end well for you. No, it would not have ended well for me. But she had the, the most, her pipes were just incredible. Oh, God, what a talent. Just busted her ass, worked her ass off, no doubt about it. Tina Turner died yesterday at her home in Switzerland after what uh, her reps called a long illness. She was 83 years old. Just a few months before her death, Tina had said that she was in great danger due to kidney disease. Tina rose to fame in the 1960s as part of Ike and Tina Turner Review with her husband, Ike Turner. After his kid. I like the fact she was married to Ike Turner, and now she lives in Switzerland. <laughs> as far away as possible. <laughs> I get as far away from that prick as I can. And how does Ike get the first uh, the first billing on that? I know, Ike and Tina. It's Ike, like, what did you do? Ike, you could have been anybody. Sunny and Cher, Stretch. Yeah, Sunny and Cher, yeah, that's all I got to say. That's true. That's exactly right. And you know, it's always Catherine and Tom, so I'm screwed. You know, Catherine and Tom. Uh, after escaping Ike's abuse in 1976, she did what she had to do to survive before her solo career took off with her 1984 album, Private Dancer, featuring the hits What's Love Got to Do With It and Better Be Good to Me, uh, the title track. Also, of course, the following year, she played uh, Auntie Entity in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, featuring her hit song, We Don't Need Another Here. Oh, God, what a great song. Tina sold 200 million albums and won eight Grammys. At 56, she was hired as the face uh, of the $20 million campaign for Hanes pantyhose because you know those legs. Oh, yeah. That's I what know. it says. She had some legs on her, man. Yeah. I'm very, very sad about that. I loved Tina Turner. Like I said, I only met, met her a couple of times, and it was a million years ago, but what a talent. And to put up with the crap that she put yeah. up with. Can you even imagine that? No. No. Did you guys uh, ever watch Shit's Creek? Oh, I loved Shit's sure. Creek. There's an episode where Noah is uh, he's one of the guy, uh, characters on the show, plays a song for his boyfriend David, and he plays Tina Turner's Simply the Best on an acoustic guitar, and it is, man, it's one of the only songs I listen to. Yeah. yeah if you see me listening to that song in my car, it, something terrible has gone on in my life. I am out there just bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Just, ah, uh, there's a version of that song that just cuts me to the core. So I want to know, I mean, honest to God, you look at that, yeah, that, you're right, that is fantastic i don't know it just upsets me that the, the well she was 83 though that's a pretty good run it's, it's been an average yeah. run now uh, isn't yeah. it yeah i don't want to think about that <laughs> i don't either but you know that's just the way that's that a pretty is. good life right there though yeah oh tina's 
Well, that and I, I think if you I think if you get eighty three ish or so, it's yeah, it's um a little bit difficult to say you know, cut short. Well, you, you know, uh, this uh, this may be uh, maybe going too far, but the, the clock I have in my bedroom does go backwards. That, well, good. Yeah, it's it's not really a clock; it's just counting down. Are you like twenty? Oh, nice. oh I thought you were like twenty-seven years old now. <laughs> going He's back, Benjamin Buttoning. What are you on a doomsday cycle there? Well, I, I wasn't when I came in, but you why know, are you now? Well, but just this, you know. I mean, um, I'm a long ways from eighty-three, but still, I can see yes. it in the distance. In the distance, the the far distance. Yeah. And how old is your father when he died? He was uh, 92. That's what I thought. And your mother? Uh, she was about 73. She was only 73. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, she had lupus. She, yeah. yeah. She was clinically depressed all her life. Was that after you were born? Uh, Thank you very much. Great to be here. Well, no, that, that's what she said to me. <laughs> Did she really? No. I, was, I was, do remember that. Yeah, she was on her deathbed, and morphine oh. was uh, coursing through her veins. And I said, Mom, uh, so... Um, when when did this terrible depression you've suffered from all your life when when did it start and she said well i never got over the terrible depression that came over me after you were born <laughs> oh, hold on a second she really said that yeah I she love, said that yeah i, love that I laughed i mean a lot of people go <gasps> but i thought it was funny <laughs> no, the, th- the thing was it wasn't true but so, was she trying to be funny? No, no I didn't she, think so. Not with that. Well, that was a lot of morphine <laughs> that she'd been under. No, no, this no, was a dying woman. Break this into was, a comedy was, routine after being pumped with morphine. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I mean, that's that's why I always say that. You know, my, the first words I spoke were right after I was born. I looked up and saw her, and I said, "Not you again." Not mm. you again. Oh, damn it! It was never a great relationship. Nah, that's that is unfortunate. Like my dad, your mom. Yeah. What are you gonna do, Rudy? He, he's very close to his father. Obviously, Brittany yeah. really tight with her father. Yeah, you know. These things do happen, don't they? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? They're, have you ever met anybody in radio that got along with both their parents? I don't think I Just ever like did. A well-functioning, normal well fun- human yes, exactly. that doesn't yeah. want attention all the time. Nope, not no even chance. Charlie Boone. Maybe Charlie, maybe back in the day. That's Roger Erickson. <laughs> Roger. Yeah, Hobbs. Uh, yeah, Franklin Hobbs. 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 Franklin got along with his folks great, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Probably true. That was what, 1887? Mm hmm. That was, mm-hmm. hey, gang, how about Steve Cannon, gang? Cannon got along with his parents pretty well. He did. Well. Yeah, he did, didn't yeah. he? He was very but close. But Backlash to didn't. Backlash LaRue did not get along with his <laughs> folks at all, I've heard. Isn't that sad that Cannon died like two years after he retired? It wasn't very long. I don't know if it was two years, but it was not long after he retired that he did not. He didn't live much longer. No, it must have been about seven years ago, wasn't it? Well, it's got to be about right. Yeah, I, I, think so. I would think that's about. Maybe I should look it up. Seven years, because I do that once in a while. God, it wasn't that like five, six years ago. No, Tom, it was twenty-two years right. ago actually. <laughs> but you know, don't worry about that. In any case, so I did watch the Twins game yesterday. I am still. I do not understand. Five errors in one game, three by by them and two by us. Is that is that how it went? I think that's correct. Yes, and uh, and like Mike said, the three by the Giants came in the same in, inning. Yeah, they. Yeah, you're not wrong about like. I think you're correct. Fielding, for the most part, has been atrocious. 
It's terrible. And I've been talking about across the board. Right. I have a question for you guys, and maybe you can answer this because I was never an outfielder. And I suppose they do it in the infield too, though. What is this deal now where they put the the glove to the left of their head if they're you know a left, right-handed player mm-hmm. and wait for the ball to get into their glove? I mean, it's they it literally instead of they used I know to do this, about. they put it in front of their face. Remember those days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now they yeah. put their hand over here. And they catch the ball, but not as often as they would have when the when the glove was centered. Yeah. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Okay, I got to run this by you guys. These are the worst films of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have, the three of you, do you have a movie that you thought was the worst movie you've ever seen? Because I was just trying to think of one. Well, I mean, it's, do you count movies that are so bad that they're great? Well, that's interesting. I think you have to. Yeah, probably. Because otherwise, they don't stand out at all. You don't remember. Is there one for Brittany? Is there one movie you went, oh, my God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen? There was a movie I walked out on, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the premise was it was a home shopping network show and that a guy was <laughs> claiming to be Jesus in it. And oh I think it had God. big names in it. It was the only time I ever walked out of a movie. I want to, I'm going to figure out oh, the name. Oh, yeah, I want to see that one. Yeah. Okay, you don't remember the name of the movie? No, though? I can't. I was trying to Google it, but, of course, I, it's a crazy thing I just put in the search. Now, there you go. Rudy Hub, what do you got? Yeah, I think we have to go with movies that were bigger names, but they were big flops. Because yeah, there's obviously yep. some, like, I mean, there's movies out there like Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Right, right. You can't is, include that yeah, one. Yeah, you're, right. yeah. you're right. Now, is that, is that different from Room? Yes, different from Room. Because yeah. Room was a pretty good movie. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was uh, yep. Academy Award winner, I believe it oh. was, too. That's how good it was. But for bad movies, I would say Brad Pitt in Benjamin Button. That movie. I've never seen that. It is four I'm hours. I'm 80 years. It is so long. I oh, can't really? do it. It's, it's awful. It's so funny. It's so bad. It's so good. Mike, what do you got? Well, I can narrow it down to two. Oh, two. Okay. Two, yeah. One is Cocktail. Never saw that. Oh, is that no, the one with Brad Tom? Or, excuse me, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah, yeah, the yeah. bartender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some Never very saw that. funny scenes in there. Never saw and, it. And uh, the other one would be the Oscar. Never saw that either. Who's oh, in that? Everybody's in it. Oh, are they? Everybody's doing. There are all sorts of cameos in and that. It's terrible. One. And it's it's uh, it's worse than worse. It's <laughs> a, like you got to come up with a new word for it. It's so bad that it's hilarious. Really? And the acting is, is hideous because it's one of the things that, that they used to use to build the movie was, and it's uh, Tony Bennett's film debut. 
Oh, really? It was, and it was also Tony oh. Bennett's film Goodbye. Oh, I love Tony Bennett. <laughs> that he was wonderful. His, that ended his film career. I found my movie. It's, uh, let me just give you the description. It's called Holy Man. Eddie Murphy stars as an over-the-top oh, television God. evangelist who finds a way to turn television home shopping into a religious experience and takes America by storm. Sounds terrible. Holy man. You know that, that some guy got, got, a, uh, got a meeting with the studio executive and wrote all of that on a napkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no, can you're see it being right. done. Jeff Goldblum was in it. I mean, there were some big names in it. it I like just him. Sucked. I and again, I think I was I wasn't that old. It was in theaters, and I walked out of it going, "Yeah, I'm not doing this." The, right. the Oscar is so bad that uh, for years you could only get it, you could get it. You couldn't watch it. Uh, you couldn't stream it. No. You, no way. You had to buy the DVD. But it was so bad that they that they finally just just went ahead and and they made it available for streaming because there was such a demand for it. It's a cult yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, I would have to go with a very recent movie. Uh, what the hell is it? Oh, um, you didn't like Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Rise. Rise. Yeah, what, what a it? horrible movie! What? Evil Dead Rise. Oh, I never heard of it. Okay, it just came out. Did okay, I think, in the box office. I, I think it did okay. Mike, it's an hour and a half of people getting stabbed in the face with swords. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's just the most violently disgusting God, movie I, I've I ever seen. I don't think I could handle that. No, one. you couldn't watch it. It's terrible. The acting in it's terrible, and it's just incredibly violent. I don't, you know, you want to throw a little violence in there, good for you. But, you know, it was way too much for me. All right, so we'll go with these are the worst films of all time. There are ten of them, I do believe. That's all we're going to go with anyway. The top ten. I never saw this, Jaws the Revenge. You guys ever see that movie? Uh-uh. Was that with uh, uh, Michael Caine? Uh, it says Ellen Brody. Doesn't say anything about Michael Caine. Oh, Steven Spielberg did re- it, of course. Really? Because, yeah, there was one Jaws with Michael Caine where he plays like a helicopter oh, really? pilot, and it is awful. I'm trying to look and see. Roger Ebert commented, it's not simply a bad movie, but also a stupid and incompetent one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good review <laughs> for you. Okay, next up, Mac and Me. Oh, I remember Mac yeah. and Me. I don't it was pretty that. much a commercial for Disney the mm-hmm. whole time. I mean, not Disney, McDonald's. Sure. Oh, really? The whole time, oh. yes. So the whole thing was about product placement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. And uh, there's like a hilarious. So the, the main character, Kiddo, he's in a wheelchair, and they did this scene where he falls down at, like this insane hill, but like keeps falling and they make it unbelievably long. <laughs> oh, God. And to this day, Paul Rudd in, uh, goes on Conan O'Brien and he always acts like he's going to show some premiere. Oh, yeah. And oh. he always ends up showing that clip. That's funny. Every that single funny. time. And Conan falls for it. Every <laughs> single time. Uh, we'll do one more. Got to take a break and we'll come back and finish the list. Bolero tried to be progressive and failed. I didn't, I didn't remember Bolero. Do you remember uh, that? I don't know. I remember the movie, yeah. Oh, do you? I don't think I saw it. 1984, Bolero features a newly popular Bo Derrick and was written and directed by oh, her then-husband, yes. John Derrick. Yeah. After 23-year-old Air Mac McGilvery uh-huh. graduates from high-end British college, he sets off to find the eighth, uh, the right man for her first Intimate, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. This was a Derek exploitation movie. Derek exploitation. There you go. Did she be having big old giants? Uh, you know, she was a considered, I think, uh, uh, total package type, you know. 
And it was okay. all about it was all about the slow motion run on the beach. Oh yeah, right, right, absolutely. Okay, so we got Jaws: The Revenge, we got uh, Mac and Me, mm-hmm. we got uh, Bolero, and uh, now we've moved on to Return to the Blue Lagoon. Oh, <laughs> and that a, movie didn't really cry for a sequel, did it? No, it really did not. It says it was as, as uncomfortable as it sounds. <laughs> I don't know what that what? means. I never saw Blue Lagoon. What was I the premise either. on that? I never saw it, but I do take comfort in knowing that you couldn't do it today. That is actually Yeah, that's probably true, isn't it? Very true. It is. Madhouse. I don't remember Mad Christy Alley and John LaRaquette. I loved that movie growing oh, really? up. Really? It was I, good? I tried to watch it when I was an adult, and it does not hold up. <laughs> it's A different sucked. view. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too bad. John LaRiquette and Christy Alley were good. That you would think two powerhouses like that, but yeah. I, you know, I, I think that was right in the middle of of Christy Alley definitely going oh. through a drug phase, yeah. and yep. maybe LaRiquette was as well. But I do remember the end of it; they drive a tank through the house and completely destroy it. And I just remember rewinding it over <laughs> and over again, laughing hysterically. Oh God! And yeah, no, sucks. Christy Alley was, I believe, the the word used to describe her most often was difficult. Oh, yeah, right. That's what I, I had heard that, too. Dream a Little Dream turned into a nightmare, released in 1989, starring Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Dream a Little Dream follows an elderly couple who end up in the bodies of two high school students. Oh, that sounds terrible. Well, one of those things. Yeah, uh, possessed by an elderly person. I've always person. hated that premise. Yeah, I don't too. like it either, the body switching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a joke. Uh, the Slugger's Wife, I've never even heard of that. Slugger's Wife. <clears throat> the Slugger's Wife stars Michael O'Keefe and risky business actress Rebecca De Mornay. Uh, 1985 film tells the story of a baseball player who falls in love with a singer. That sounds yeah, great. That's great. Yeah. That sounds really great. Well, sounds how can fantastic. you go wrong with that premise? <laughs> Which one of them is the Slugger? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, and they said the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive, was horrendous, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that we none of us had ever heard that it had a sequel is probably a good sign. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I have no idea. So far, I've gotten lucky because I haven't seen any of these movies. I'm very fortunate. Uh, here's one. Maybe just the number should tell you something. Police Academy 4. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy. hi what like was that, that guy's name again? I don't know, but he like they built the whole movie around that. They started like the second and third. Like he was the ninety percent of the movie. He was, yeah. Michael yeah. Winslow. Michael Winslow. Yeah, that's exactly who that is. He does stand up, right? Yeah, he was good at that, though. Don't you think? Oh yeah, the sound effects were they were amazing. Yeah, a little cameo in Spaceballs too. Yeah, there you go. I got the blips. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, was the beginning of the end for the franchise. Precious Cargo wasn't Willis's brightest hour. I don't remember Precious Cargo. Mm-mm. Anyone? Did you hear what Bruce Willis starred in it, right? Did you hear what happened to him? Uh, that was so sad. Yeah. He was on set filming a movie, and he's sitting at a cafe, and they bring him over a cup of coffee, and he goes, I didn't order that. He didn't realize he was shooting a movie. Yeah. Oh. That's so sad. Ouch, like, Ouch Who's watching over you at that point? Yeah, don't you have to have a guardian standing by? And apparently so. now he can't act at all anymore. Yeah, so like when you get to that point, Catherine's going to be like, yeah, Tom. Tomorrow, you mean? Well, yeah, he, he's going to keep poking you going, you're on air, and you're going to be like. Friday. <laughs> he has a, how old is he? 
Bruce Willis? Yeah. Uh, let me see if they mention it. I don't... Uh, no, they don't mention it. I, I can look it up. He's well, got to be 70, I suppose. That's I, about I, it. I, I think he has a form of dementia that yeah. that just comes on really suddenly. You mean like booze? It was uh, like frontal lobe dementia. Oh, uh, yeah, see, so that thing, that thing just tears right through you. Oh, yeah. It's not one of those... You know, it's not like Alzheimer's where you might have it for 10 years. Uh, he... Uh, is 68 years old. He's only 68? Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose that's close enough to 70. Um, yeah, I, I liked him in the beginning. I thought he was good on that. What was the name of the TV show he did? Uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought he was good on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt. Not a pleasant man. I've talked to him a couple times. He's yeah. not a pleasant guy to talk to. But I suppose he has his friends, so that's good. Uh, the comedian got to be really good friends with him. Who the hell am I thinking of? Uh, and then all of a sudden, Bruce just stopped calling him. They were really good friends. Mm. The only story I know about him and a comedian is Tracy Morgan. Oh, okay, yeah, it wasn't Tracy. Yeah. It was, I can't remember who it was. I'll think of it. Highlander to the Quickening. Ooh. I've never even heard of these movies. We had a lot of sequels here. Yeah. yeah. I, the yeah. first Highlander was awesome. Was it? Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wait a minute. I don't know how this is, could possibly be true. Pinocchio. What? Pinocchio is downright scary. Oh, that's a lie. Oh, is that the Tarantino? Not the Tarantino. Uh, the um. I, I think they're talking about the original one, aren't they? They're talking about 1997 Roberto oh, Benigni. Sure. Yes, oh. that's the one I was starting was to think really of. That bad. Yeah. Oh, this looks horrendous it's just from the still picture. Looks scary. Where the hell did he get that outfit? I don't know. It, it looks so spooky. They did a whole thing on like it being. Very scary. Let me put it this way. I'm looking at this picture right now, and I'm going to call him and go, hey, your mom wants her outfit back. <laughs> hey What a weird-ass outfit. The Bad News Bears goes to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that, that even sounds great. I'd watch that. I love those mm-hmm. multiple premise movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what you need. There was, that was a big thing for a while. I don't, I've never heard of any of these movies. Dark Tide with Halle Berry? I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. It's Halle Berry. I'm oh, seeing it. Mm-hmm. I know. Rather attractive young woman. Yeah. Maybe not so young anymore. The Ridiculous Six turned out <gasps> to be controversial. That's with Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam mm-hmm. Sandler's in it. Yep. And it's actually super funny, but it's also, you have to just know it's ridiculous. So it's just terrible. No, that's his brand. It mm-hmm. was not bad. Like, we laughed quite a bit. Our, our, ne- our niece, uh, Cassidy, made us watch it about two months ago when she was in town, and yeah. we were laughing pretty hard. Ooh, I think this next one might be a problem. I think Nick Swardson was in it, but I'm not he, sure. I think he was as well. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Taylor Lautner was in it, which was pretty wild. Oh, right? Yeah. And I think Nick was in this next one, too. Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. Yes. <laughs> he was in that, wasn't he? I think he starred in it, didn't he? I think yes. he... Oh, there's his picture. Pretty, I'm looking at yeah. it right now. It's pretty bad. He's got the buck teeth and the horrible haircut. and So, Nick, that's too bad. One of your movies... Two of your movies got picked to be the worst... <laughs> two of the ten worst movies of all <laughs> oh. time. Fred, the movie. I don't remember Fred. Oh, yeah. Fred was like the first YouTube sensation. Oh, it was. And okay. They made, they made a movie out of him. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It doesn't. I don't even know who they're showing the guy who stars, and I have no idea who the hell that is. Yeah, he's like a young blonde-haired kid. Is that the, the... Lucas Crookshank? Yeah, because he's the guy who like played Fred on YouTube. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
We only got a couple to go. Gotti missed the mark for a mobster film. Well, that oh, was, people did not like that. Was that Randall who made that one? Travolta was Travolta was terrible, I heard. Mm-hmm. But who made, I think it was, that's that Randall scandal, I think, that they're talking about, that he oh, made that and he was did not do well. I do not know. Yeah, Home, Randall Emmett was one yeah, of the Randall producers. Emmett, there you go. Homecoming gets 0%. Never heard of that either. Exorcist to the Heretic. Oh, is that the one with uh, your boy from... Uh, from New York, what the hell's his name? Great actor. Uh, I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. So, you know, I would go see a movie if, if the title was simply The Heretic. Just The Heretic, yeah. Yes. That's fine. Forget The Exorcist 2 part. Or The Tick. That was Just a good the movie. Tick. The, the Tick? G- yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's go see The Garbage Pail Kids. Hands down the worst. Listen, I was a huge Garbage Pail Kid fan. <laughs> oh, you were? I didn't oh, I know what that so is. I so see yeah. that you made a huge Garbage Pail Kid. I still have a card hanging on my fridge right now for a character named Rudy Tootie. Oh, oh. did yeah. fart? Yeah, and oh. I, uh, but no, that fart. movie was awful. But the trailer is still out there. But it's so bad you can't find it on any sort of like, you can't get it on Amazon. You can't download it. It's not on YouTube. It is that bad. All right, we gotta, we got, we're way past uh, mm-hmm. the due dates here, so we, we can continue this some other time. How sure. about that? Sounds yeah. great. All right, that's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow. is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. 